Accra. City 97.3. More variety. Well, a lovely evening. Good evening to you. Welcome to City Trends, your number one technology conversation on Ghana Radio. My name is Philip Ashwan and City Trends is sponsored by Haptel. So if you're in charge of any social organization, a group or a club or and um, you know you, you get into these situations where you want to collect payments from the members and if you have ever been like a group admin for a WhatsApp group, you you know how difficult it is. If you know um, some of the frustrations that you know some um, people who are in charge of some of these social organizations, uh, some of the troubles that they go through, just collecting dues and collecting payments from members, whether it is for um, a church group that's going out to some place or an old school um, union or just a group of friends just going out to go chill. It's really, really difficult sometimes to get all the money together to make the payments. Well, Haptel is giving you one short code to accept all mobile money payments into one account. So if you're ready to leave behind all the stress that comes with managing such payments, sign up at haptel.com with the referral code CityFM or simply dial star 713 hash. So the referral code as I said, it's C-I-T-I-F-M or dial star 713 hash right now and get access to the solution the Haptel only offers you. Now, your short code will be ready for use in less than one hour. That is the promise the Haptel is giving you today. Haptel, helping you collect payments easily. On the show today, we talk about writing and publishing in a digital age with Kenny Ribeiro, and of course we have the how-to segment, the app segment, and the training segments coming up. Also on the show today, the brand new segment that we have, Your Tech, is on as well. And today we have one major question from you out there, and we'll bring you the answer later on in the show. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. All right, so we're jumping straight into it. Let's get the show started. The how-to segment is up next, um, and the, sh- the how-to segment of the show features some of the common concepts and tips and tricks that you need to know regarding the technology that you use every day. And Jeffrey shares some insight on connecting your computer to a TV through HDMI. So those of you who sometimes get it confused, Jeffrey has some pointers. An absolute pleasure to have you, Hello and welcome to the How To segment on City Trends. This evening, we are learning about how to connect your laptop to a TV set. The easiest way to do this is to use an HDMI cable. To get this done, just make sure you get an HDMI cable. When you have the cable, all you need to do is plug in one port into your laptop and the other into your TV. If you use Windows 10, 
the TV will set to a correct HDMI channel as soon as you switch on the laptop and the TV. If this doesn't happen, go through your TV source menu and select the right HDMI configuration and you are good to go. pleasure to have you Michelle. How did it start off for you in terms of writing? Um, I enjoy telling the story. I happened to, I had just finished um, national service and I was at home with my plan A, plan B and plan C <laughs> of what to do after service. The first one was to apply to law school. Right. Um, plan B was to go and work for Vodafone. They were doing um, a graduate um, Program, program yeah. and that was my plan B. Plan C was to work somewhere else, mm. and for some reason, plan A, plan B, and plan C all failed. And if you know me, I'm I'm a perfectionist, so that was terrible. I was always in my room because I didn't feel like talking to anybody. Yeah. And if you are always in your room in this digital age, you tend to spend time on your phone. Right. So I used to put up stuff on Facebook. Mm. I'd probably just write a short story about something random. I went to buy Kilubili today and the Kilubili seller didn't show up. <laughs> I'll make up a story about why she didn't show up. Right. Probably she fought with her husband, so she's staying at home to make him happy. Mm. Anything. And the funny part was my Facebook friends started looking forward to the stories. Right. So someone would message me and say, today you haven't written anything. And it sort of became like uh, we expect something interesting when he right. starts in the church. Then one day, my friends just said, can you start a blog? And I said, okay. I'm not sure if I have content that's real because right. most people are talking about things that are happening in the country or they're talking about celebrity information or something. I, I didn't think I had anything to mm. offer. But in any case, I, I started the blog anyway. I wrote a few short stories. It was just once in a while, probably once a month when I feel like it, I'll post up something. Mm -hmm. And then somehow things changed. Um, I started writing more often, and I started getting all sorts of readers from all over the world. That's what scared me. Yeah. Because I thought I was sitting in my mother's house in Sakumono writing mm. a story for my friends to read. And people in countries that I couldn't pronounce <laughs> were reading oh, it. Reading, yeah. So that, that's pretty much how it started. And from there, it's just been a lot of exciting news. Um, it almost seems as if all the plans failed so that I would really do what I was supposed to do, which right. is to write. What was it like starting off writing for a digital audience right from the bat? I always say I'm a bad example for an English teacher. You know, they'll typically <laughs> say, you know, write a draft and right. go over it, make sure that it's grammatically correct. And right. I just pick up my phone and, and write whatever comes to mind. I've always been very proud. I was, if I was in the class prefect, then I was on the, on the talkative <laughs> list because I was always talking. Right. And my parents encouraged me to talk mm. quite a bit. So I'm very descriptive um, and anything can catch my attention from the color of someone's skin to whether or not their nails are manicured to... Their hose and their socks. 
anything. Goes. So long as it, it catches my attention, right. it, it will trigger something. I'm probably thinking, where's this person from? Where's he going? What is mm. he doing? And mm. I start describing that. And before I know it, I have a story about <laughs> how to write. But it is a very good <laughs> example for how to write for a future audience. Though. Well, I mean, true. What I try to do is make you see what I see in my mind's eye. Right. So if I can smell roasted plantain and I can hear children playing and I can see someone crossing the streets, I want you to imagine it exactly the way I'm imagining mm. it. So mm. as much detail as I need to describe it, um, however I need to, to make you see what I'm seeing, that, that's what I'll do. That's because it. you have no way of um, seeing it. <laughs> I guess. And because it's a blog post, it's, there's only so much I can put in there. It's not like a book where you have time to explain mm. and build your character. I just want you to meet Akosia who sells um, eggs and pepper by the roadside. Mm. And I, I want see. you to know what's, what's happened to her in the morning, what happened to her with her landlord, what her twin sister said. I just throw you in the middle of it and then we're, we're telling a story. Wow. That's, that's me. Do you, do you find that it's easier to write for a digital audience as compared to, you know, writing in a book, for example? If, if you were sort of um, offered the opportunity for, I'm writing a book as against I'm writing a blog post, like, which one do you typically find easier and more fulfilling? Well, I haven't written a book yet. Right. I am writing a book and it is, it isn't as easy as mm. writing a blog post. Mm. Um, there are times when I run a story series on the blog. I've written about um, politics. I've written about life in SHS. The current series is on life in university. Okay. And I'm usually in the heat of the moment. I'm writing it to publish. As right. soon as I'm done, I just glance through to make sure I haven't made any typos, and I press publish. And thousands of people are reading it. <laughs> but if I'm writing a book, I need to read write, read over it, mm. make sure it fits into the formatting, mm. send it over to someone to edit. Mm. It takes a longer time. Right. And unless you're, of course, doing self-publishing, you can't even publish a book in three right. months. Right. But I can, I can tell a story right now and yeah. send it to my readers. What's, what are the consumption habits of the people who typically read your material and, and generally when you look across the board? You know, especially our writers, people who spend the time to actually write out content. Hmm. Well, um, I don't know if this applies to everybody else, hmm. but I always disagree when people say Ghanaians don't read. Hmm. I always say, well, they read my blog. They, they do. <laughs> and they turn up for your events as well. Exactly. They read my blog. So I, I can't say they don't read. Hmm. And... What I discover when I meet people who typically read my blog is that they are not traditional readers. Mm. They don't consider themselves, oh, I'd read a book. Right. But they think this is something they can relate to, it's interesting, and it's Ghanaian. Yeah. So they would read it. Mm. Um, for me, it really started off as I'm just telling stories. But then it became a relationship. I have readers who reach out to me and tell me I'm a nursing mother. On Wednesdays, that's the only time I get to have me time because wow. I pick up my phone and I read your story. Wow. So make sure that on Wednesday it's you ready. Publish. I have 
have um, law students, medical students who use that as they are. We are taking time off to de-stress. Oh. So it puts a lot of stress on me mm. because even when I have an exam, I'm, back in the day when I have exams, I used to juggle and make sure that I still have to publish. Sure. These days, I, I am a little more selfish. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little more selfish. I, I tend to take my time. Yeah. I, I don't want to get overwhelmed, especially mm. because... You have to maintain what you start. And I don't want yeah. to keep going on a certain trajectory that I don't think I can maintain. Yeah. So these days, if it's too much, I, I take a break, but I come back. Mm. I always come back. I, I don't know if they agree, but <laughs> <laughs> I always come back. Wow. Yeah. When, when people become that expectant, mm -hmm. you know, if it was a paperback, they know probably every two years or three years they would get a book from an author. The pressure on you to produce material virtually every week as well. <laughs> Like, how do you manage that? Um, there was a time when I was in a really bad place. I was not exactly happy yet. Mm. I was experiencing writer's block. Mm. I, I, I get inspiration from anything, mm. but nothing was hitting me, and I didn't feel like I could write. Um, I discovered that it didn't matter what was happening in my life. Mm. Um, they have a certain agenda. On Wednesday evenings, they pick they up their phones yeah. and there's a story. I mean, what, what possible reason could you have? You had a whole week. Why mm. don't you have a story mm. for us? Mm. And I feel like it's fair because mm. I have created that expectation. I am always, um, every Wednesday there'll be a story. So they are used to having a story every Wednesday. And especially because of the way I write, there are always cliffhangers. You're wondering what happens next week. Mm. So there's a certain expectation. There's a certain what's going to happen. Mm. And it's unconsciously it's part of my writing, but it, it is also part of the reason why they are not as understanding when there's nothing the next week. Mm. Um, sometimes when I explain, they understand. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I actually have people saying, I'm not going to read your content anymore because... Wow. Um, I don't understand why you can't deliver on what you've promised. Wow. And, and that's hard, but it comes with the, the territory. <laughs> yes. Do they pay you? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. But I always say that um, a writer isn't relevant without their readers. Right. I am the Kenny Kojo you know is only because I have people who will bother and pick up their phones and read. So I would rather not downplay their importance. I mean, they can be demanding, and sometimes they can feel like, I have a life. <laughs> I need to live. I need to live. I have a life, but I think it's also fair, right. because they make me relevant. Mm. So as much as I can, I need to make sure that they are sorted. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Jumping straight back into the conversation, um, we've talked about um, how it all started for you and mm -hmm. how you got all interested in writing for a digital audience. What, what are some of the things that, do you have like a checklist of things that you note when you are writing um, for a digital audience? What are some of the things that typically you are minded of when writing for a digital audience? Um, well, I didn't set out to have a checklist, but mm. it turns out that I do have a checklist. Right. I, I'm always very particular about how things look. 
Um, so I've changed the outlook of my blog, for instance, <laughs> a number of times. Anytime I feel like I, I change it up a bit. I'm very cautious about what I put out. Mm. I'm very cautious about um, spelling mistakes. Mm. Um, I always make sure that it looks good to me. Mm. So the, I use the WordPress platform and I always have to check um, to see what the, the viewer would see. Mm. And I make sure that it's good enough for me before right. I publish. Mm. Because once it goes out, that's the thing with digital. There's no taking back right. once someone else has read it. Mm. And I always need to make sure that the first person that sees it is happy with what they mm. see. Because I don't want it to look cluttered. Mm. And it's another reason why I don't even allow ads on my, on my site. Okay. Well, apart from the ones that WordPress puts there. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anything else to distract you. It should just be the content right. that you're enjoying. And mm. that's it. Um, one of the things that I try to do is make sure that I have my facts right. Mm. Because that's another thing. There was, a, there was a time I wrote a story and there was an emergency and I wrote 911 as the emergency call. And someone commented and said, that's not the number. And that I should look for the number in updates because mm. um, whether I realize it or not, I'm, I'm educating people. Oh. I almost like, why didn't you just tell me what the number was? But <laughs> I went ahead, looked for it, and changed you it. Found, yeah. Because even after she's gone, someone else is going to read it. Yeah. And I want to make sure that it's presenting my work in the best light. Right. And so, yeah, I'm very particular about branding, how things look, um, I am also conscious about the fact that people will be um, reading from a phone, some mm. people from a tablet, mm. some people from a laptop. Mm. Um, people would share it to Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Twitter. So make sure you have sharing links at the bottom so mm. that they can share as well. Uh, those are the kind of things I think about. But I also try and not say anything that will get me into trouble. Mm. As much as I feel like I write about anything under the Ghanaian sun, right. I don't want anybody to sue me. Mm. So Very important. <laughs> I just make sure that I have my facts right. right. And that in the case of any situation, if I do have to use someone's picture. So that's the kind of thing that you need to make sure that your facts are right. If you're using pictures, you have Source permission. Mm. Um, you have shareable links at the bottom. If you are allowing for comments, there's a place where they can comment. And you make sure you respond to the comments because that's how you build a community. Right. That's how I have built this community. Mm. Because there are people who say even the comment section is as interesting as the story. The story <laughs> so yeah. it's, you, you have to be intentional. There's nothing that is, can be left to chance. Right. So, for instance, I think about my titles. I want someone to click on it if they've never heard of Kenny, they don't know anything about it, but they see a story and the title is something as absurd as Married to a Cockerel. Mm. Of course you're going to wonder I, I, <laughs> what, I what that, I what that is about. It. And it's a simple story about a compound house. Mm. But of course I had to. <laughs> so, yes. Cook it up a little. <laughs> exactly. So that's, you have to make sure that it's something that people will be interested in clicking in, mm. clicking on. And when they do that, they are not disappointed. That's, that's also key. Because right. you can hype it up and people will click and go like... Is that it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I always make sure that it has to be worth the hype. I have to feel a certain way before I click publish. Mm. Otherwise... Anyway, I'm sure in the and quite a number of other places, 
people that you've come into contact with people who have expressed a desire to write. Mm -hmm. um, what is the scene looking like for for writers, especially? There are countless times when people have complained that there are not enough writers from Ghana, from Africa. The quality is, you know, dwindling and things like that. What is the scene looking like in terms of the quality and the quantity of budding writers that we have? I think that this is the time to write. Mm. I feel like this is the season for content creation because mm. whether you like it or not, um, history is, is, is going past and mm. it's our job to document. Mm. And, and, and that's how I see the writing that I do. Mm. I feel as though if someone from 2040 picks up a story that I wrote in 2015, I want them to see the difference between their time and mine. Right. I also want them to see um, the kind of things we used to talk about, mm. the kind of music we used to listen to, because mm. all of that is, is captured in the writing. Mm. And I feel like, in a way, it will be part of what people will study in future, right. whether they realize it or not, because we have all read The Gods Are Not to Blame. Mm. We have read things like that as documenting what happened in the past and how things have changed today. And I feel like what I am doing and what other content creators are doing today mm. will serve us tomorrow. So if you do love to write or create content, and it doesn't just have to be writing. It can be video, it can be audio, there are mm. podcasts. I mean, this is really the season to mm. create content. Just do it because... And, and, it's easy to think about, I'm not ready. I don't know how much content I'll be able to create. Yeah. I thought about all of that. Mm. And yet here we are four and a half years later. <laughs> Still writing. And enjoying it. Exactly. So just go with it. Um, write if you need to write. Um, get feedback if you need feedback. Look at what other people are doing. Mm. Um, take inspiration from it, but don't copy blindly. <laughs> Make sure that you have your own voice, but you are relevance in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I also feel as though because of the age of social media, you can reach anybody. Yeah. There was a time when I got an email from somebody in a university in Canada mm. saying that they wanted to analyze mobile literature in Ghana mm. and they were using my blog as a case study. <laughs> I've never been to Canada, <laughs> but my blog has been there. Yeah. They analyzed the blog, they analyzed the meetups, the yeah. content that's created, the kind of following, the hashtags. And I, I couldn't believe it because I thought, <laughs> we are just playing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. But it, it has become a big deal. Mm. So I feel like this is the time. You don't need anybody to know somebody, to link you to somebody. Just write engaging content. Right. That's what will get people clicking. That's what will get people to follow you. That's what will get people to... If I may ask, which platforms would you recommend today for writers within this digital age? So there are so many of them. Mm. I use WordPress. Okay. Um, there's the free edition of WordPress. There are paid editions that give you a little more than the right. regular. There's Wix, there's Tumblr, there's Square, Squarespace, there's literally, there are all sorts of platforms that you can write on. Mm. There's even, there's Wattpad. Wattpad is 
one that allows you to submit stories and mm. people around the world can read. Mm. There's also Kada Books, that's in Nigeria. Right. Um, if you are a writer, you can, su you can submit something and they will actually pay you for it. You put mm. a price on how much it is wow. you want to be to, to charge for the story and they'll pay you for it. I should look into that. So, like I said, this is really the season. Mm. You can do micro-blogging even on your Twitter or on your Facebook or mm. on your Instagram because that's, you don't even need a platform. So long as you have a social media account, you can use that as your platform yeah. and publish. I see. You can, if you're a Twitter person, just start by documenting. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a fictional story thing like Kenny is doing. If you just want to talk about the things that are happening in a football match, mm. outside who passed what and who did offside and who did what. Right. Just whatever it is, just write. create your niche. And trust me, this is really the time. Because everybody's hungry for content. Yeah. Everybody's hungry for something that will entertain them and engage them. So think about what you're good at and put it out there. I'm going to ask again. Do you get paid? Yes. And no, I say no because it's not directly from my blog because right. I don't do advertising on my blog. Okay. But I do get paid indirectly. Mm. For instance, if um, like money, yes. Because uh -huh. I just wanted to. <laughs> I thought you thought I was going to say satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, money is. Good. I get paid with money. Um, you you'd be surprised to discover that if someone wants someone to write a story for. Let's say there's a campaign message that they want to push out, like um, something as simple as get tested before you get sexually intimate. Mm. They would look for someone who has experience in creating content like that. Mm. And I'm happy to say that I'm one of those people that comes up for mm. them. Um, there was a time when the travel magazine Roads and Kingdoms wanted to do pieces in Ghana mm. on various things, and I was one of the people that they reached out to. I wrote about eating wachi, and <laughs> I mean, it's something very simple, but it brought me money, mm. and that's, that's the kind of thing that you can do. Another thing that you can do is you can generate money off the things that you do as a service, for want of a better word. I write for people on the side as, okay, I need you to write ABC for me. Right. Can you do that? That also brings in money. Um, I have sold things before based on things I've written. Mm. So, for instance, there was a time at my, my very first meetup, I sold shirts that had some of the quotes from some of the characters right. on them, and people bought them. Wow. So... Mm. If you think about it, there are ways in which you can create money. Right. And the key thing is to have a track record. Right. So just make sure that you're consistent with mm. producing content that is good. It's not that in the first month it's really good, then in the, in the next three months then it's not engaging. And people can't even recognize. Exactly. So, so long as you're true to your tone, I, I've actually even written a screenplay Wow. That, that was new for me. I, I wrote it with one of my friends. His mm. name is Beninyan. We wrote it for Sky Girls Ghana. Right. Um, the first Sky Girls movie. Mm. We co-wrote the screenplay. And the only evidence the people who hired us had to look on was our blogs. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, mm. it's important that you 
creates that kind of, um, for want of a better word, CV for yourself. Mm. So that if they do say, oh, I know someone who can write, the first thing they would ask you is show me something she's done. Right. And I'm happy to say well, I have a brand stories that she can read. Exactly. Wow. So those are ways. And every job I have applied for, every job I have mm. ever since I started writing, I didn't have to apply for. Nice. Because they would look at the content and, and they say, know what okay, to expect when, exactly. when you come on board. So that's really that how I get paid. That is incredible. <laughs> I mean, even as we wrap up the conversation, I just want to know from you, um, is there a to-do list for people who are looking into writing for a digital age, something that they are supposed to check by, um, I'm supposed to um, have a certain type of content, I'm supposed to read a certain type of book, I'm supposed to... Is there a checklist that you can just... A to-do list, sort of, that you can just give us briefly before we, we wrap up? I was going to say there was no to-do list, but I realized there is. <laughs> ah, okay. um, the first thing is, what do you want to write? Mm. What are you good at writing? Mm. Um, how do you plan to sustain it? Because it's easy to say I'm good at writing in relation to sports or I'm good at writing in relation to, let's say, technology or mm. um, lifestyle and fashion. But you need to think about, okay, in the next three months, what can I put up that would be interesting? Mm. As interesting as the first thing I put up. Mm. Because we put in a lot of effort for the first one. True. Because we feel like we need to impress, we need to make them see. But we tend to get comfortable as we go along. Yeah. And then that's what happens. And you have a blog that you've been running for seven years. And you, the last time you wrote was six years ago. Yeah. That's, that's how that happens. So you need to think about your end game. You need to think about who you're writing for. Yeah. I typically write for people between the ages of 16 and 35. Yeah. But they are not the only people that read my content. I have 90-year-olds reading my content. Avidly. Yes, because yeah. he's at home, and I don't even know how he's done. <laughs> he's such a sweet old man who sends me a message <laughs> to tell me that I, I entertain him. Yeah. And I thought that was exciting. That's really nice. So you think about the kind of audience that you want to mm. entertain, and you write to suit them. Mm. Because um, nobody is interested in diapers and and serilac if they are not in that if they are not mothers yeah. so if you are writing let's say about motherhood um make sure that you have content that's relevant to those people and yeah. um, if you think that there's a chance that fathers will pick up your your blog then think about what you can do to engage them as well yeah. entertain and inform them yeah. and just be intentional about it don't take anything for granted mm. because all it takes is one person's um to send one person to send your blog post to somebody else for them to form an impression about you yeah. and if you don't do that you will end up having people oh yeah i know she writes but nobody's interested in reading what you write yeah. so that's that's something you can do and another thing is i keep talking about creating community because that's really it's key. That's where the magic is. Yes, that's mm. where the numbers come from. That's where the loyalty comes from. Right. If you engage with your readers, so if they leave a, a comment, you respond, they follow, you 
acknowledge check out, you acknowledge, yeah. you need to make them feel like they also matter. And this is not just because you want them to know that no. you are there, but you are genuinely interested in who in they the are. Engagement. Yeah. So you need to do that. Um, there was something I used to do on the Instagram page for the blog. I have an Instagram page just for the blog. Mm. I used to just ask random people to send me their pictures, and I'll do mm. a spotlight on people who read the blog. I haven't done that in a while. Mm. I'm sorry, guys. I'll start <laughs> again. Okay. Because it always made me meet all sorts of interesting people. Yeah. There's somebody who I will probably never, ever have met, but because of the stories, mm. I feel like we are family. <laughs> so, yeah. You just need to create that community mm. and that sense of togetherness. Okay. And whether you like it or not, it flows. It, will it flow. works. Yes. It will flow. Well, I, I do hope you've picked up a lesson or two about how you can prepare yourself, how you can write for a digital audience and, and get yourself plucked in into a digital age and make money while you're at it because there's, quite frankly, no way you can publish if you don't have money to buy data. But um, Kenny, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank making you time for to join us. It's, it's, been, it's been great. And um, yeah, so to, to you out there who is um, looking at publishing content, writing content, whichever way you want to do it, I do hope you've picked up a lesson or two. Um, the show is... So well, the engagement currently on social media is pretty tight and Kenny is answering a lot of your questions. Um, but just for, um, for those of you who are not too sure, um, Kenny's um, um, blog is K-E-N-I-K-O-D-J-O.com. That is K-E-N-I-K-O-D-J-O.com. And it's the same, K-E-N-I... K-O-D-J-O on all social media handles. So make sure you check it out and check out her content. She's one to follow, definitely. And thank you so much for all your... Um, so Felix says, um, Philip, Kenny is just awesome. And, oh, she is very prim and proper. Yeah, um, a lot of people thought she was from Gehe, but she actually went to Brie Girls, which was interesting when I found out today. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, your, your comments are absolutely welcome as well on the show. Kenny will be responding to some of them on social media, and, of course, um, we'll be bringing them to you as well. But we don't have a lot of time today. So, Jeffrey Okusapo is here, and he's bringing us this. Scan this thing, and then the second is my audio. Let's listen to the two of them. Okay. Miss Dominic. Hello, my name is Nabel Amadou. My partner's name is Derek Brown Akobiri. We are basically entrepreneurs. We think up a lot of ideas and work tirelessly to execute these ideas and bring them into fruition. We dabble in a variety of projects, including app development. Our app is called Scandistin. S-C-A-N-D-I-S-T. IN. Scandistin provides a fast, easy and convenient way to load credit on your phone by scanning the recharge code with your phone camera. This takes away the hassle of having to manually dial 18 or 19 digits just to load your credits. With Scandistin, your credit is a single tap away. 
The app is available on both iOS and Android. All you have to do is search the App Store or Play Store for Scandistin. My name is Dominic McCaffrey Keppelmeyer. I am the CEO of my audio app. My audio is spelled M-Y-O-R-D-I-O. It's on Android currently. So my audio is a music-oriented crowdfunding platform that allows mainstream and upcoming Ghanaian artists to manage all their content in one place. We help artists connect to their fans and promote their music to enthusiasts and other stakeholders in the music industry. My audio offers a crowdfunding platform designed to help artists raise funds from their fans to sponsor their various music and social good projects. We offer exclusive content from artists, which users subscribe to. Uh, it also has a shop feature, which makes available exclusive merchandise for sale to. So yeah, those are the two apps, my audio and then Scandestine. So my audio basically is for artists, yes. musicians, people yeah. who create audio content, yeah. who want to monetize it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And then Scandestine is for basically for scanning. Yeah, if you're if too you lazy to type, to you type, know, just scan, just scan it and then airtime. automatically to be uploaded. Yeah, Interesting. Man. Anyway, thank you so much um, for those apps um, there. I hope you guys check it out on the various um, platforms and uh, let us know what it feels like enjoying those apps we're getting straight into the your tech moment or your tech segment of the show and mr entry is here with us in the studio mr entry so um what did we have for this week okay so this week we had a question coming from ab uh we move straight to the audio okay hi my name is abraham from sakumono and I use Windows 8.1 operating on 32 bits operating system. Every time I switch on my PC and open my file explorer, I have some complications. Whenever I try to open an, um, a folder, it, it refuses to open because the folders on the explorer begin to shake and it makes it very difficult. I have to sometimes wait for a long time, sometimes two hours before it becomes stable. I want you to help me out to figure out whether it's a virus or something else. Thank you. So we'll go straight to the response from the expert. Yeah. Okay. Abraham, your question is not very clear, but if I got you right, um, it is very possible that you have a virus attack on your hand. So update and scan your computer thoroughly. Secondly, it is also possible that the specifications of your computer are below the recommended specifications needed for that particular OS that you are trying to run that is Windows 8.1 so um, either upgrade or degrade your OS to um, Windows 7 which I believe is a very good OS Windows also has a visual effect called AeroShake that can also be the culprit um, you can deactivate it in the ease access center of the control set center settings i hope everything works out for you thank you 
Well, that seems to yeah. pretty much sum it up. I don't know if you have sure. some final words. Uh, I just say AB should be always be, be on the lookout for virus. So double check devices before you start to use it. Right. Yeah. And then if you if you have questions related to tech, you can send it to our supply and then we'll have an expert get you an answer right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's what's, that's, <laughs> that is what will happen indeed on the show. So, um, yeah, that's it for this particular segment. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. So guess who is back, back again? She is back, yep, uh, yep. back again. Farida Shaiwu is back with yeah, the yeah. segment of yeah. the show. So, Farida, um, just uh, what, what's going on? What's happening? A what's lot. Happening? What's happening? A lot. Talk to us. From Mac to Apple. Well, actually, my iPhone is not um, working anymore. Thanks to you for your prayers. I mean, Philip and Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't know. You're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. Come back to but us. iPhone is not working. I, I'm so For surprised. For some reason. You didn't buy original. Anyway. <laughs> Did you get it? At, you know. Please, excuse me. So, Mark is saying that he's actually going to unify WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook Messenger and this services. Is Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. Yes. Mark or Facebook? Or? Yes. So we're going to bring them under one family. Right. Yabumu. That's when we're acquiring yeah. WhatsApp, did they not tell us that that was going, going to be happen? run independently? I, I know it's 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 weird. It's been a Charlie, big debate. The guy has globally, lied to us. You know, and um, a lot of people are saying that that's probably why the CEOs for the various companies quit last year because it's it's almost like completely against what they initially said they were going to do. Okay, but so it's now, interesting. Well, okay, why should yeah. I trust Mark if he tells me anything? Well, don't trust him. Just use the platform the safest way you can. But, but what 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 exactly? Well, the debate is that yeah. the, it will be harder for antitrust regulators to break up Facebook. You know, right. they've had a lot of issues mm -hmm. already. So if they try to incorporate an end-to-end -end encryption into these apps, probably it would probably make things easier. So you cannot break one app and then you know and then try to connect yes. so through one app into yes, Facebook. Yes, because they are all under one family. Mm -hmm. You can send messages from um, Facebook to Instagram to. Uh, WhatsApp, and then even if you don't have the app, if you don't have Facebook, you can send message to somebody. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to do. I think mm. for some people, it will be quite easier instead mm. of you know logging on to Facebook, going Copying to Instagram, the message from here and then from here there to there, there. And stuff like that. Yeah, the integration so, will be better. So mm. I think it will be some mm. sort of like if you um long press on the message, you you, you highlight it, you can just forward it. You know that direct that share option. Mm. Yeah, it gives you that. So basically, that's what it's going to do. And then talking of Apple, I don't know if uh, I should be sad or not, but someone says it's going to fix it, so I hope so. Well, maybe uh, a certain bug <laughs> affected my, my device as well because it's happening on FaceTime, right. so I won't be surprised, right. of course. So what's happening, happening on FaceTime? What's happening with FaceTime? <laughs> what's happening with FaceTime? There, hmm, some sort of eavesdropping, actually. So okay. when you face that, the FaceTime software actually um, allows for a brief eavesdropping that is even if the recipient did not pick up. So FaceTime basically means that when you're doing a face-to-face -face, um, sort of video with somebody, yes. So when you are, you, those of you who use um, maybe your WhatsApp video to talk to people, yes, basically iPhone does that with uh, FaceTime. FaceTime yeah. yeah, so 
these days, um, I think there's been an issue, and they are saying that the flaws appears to occur when both users are running version of 12.1, right. which I'm sure that's a lot of people, yeah, active. that's the latest. Mm. I had it. So, and they are saying that they are going to, Apple is actually saying that they are aware of the issue and they will have, they've identified a fix that will be released in a software update later this week. Okay. So, yeah, people are also advising that you can also automatically disable or not actually open FaceTime at all. Right. So disabling the FaceTime function altogether can be um, another way of trying to solve the problem. I think, I think that's the best way to yeah, go about it. But for you know, maybe there are people who cannot do that, especially when you're dealing with people outside the country yeah. and then you need to see them. I don't know how people are going to um, work around that. But just use WhatsApp. Hopefully, yeah, WhatsApp, yeah, WhatsApp. Life will be much easier. <laughs> I do that a lot, yeah. So... Well, so Samsung also starts replacing um, plastic in packaging. Mm. Okay, it's all in a bit to, you know, try to sanitize environments, if I should say. So they're also switching out plastic materials in the packaging of their products with mm. paper and other environment-friendly materials. Right. So in, usually when you buy phones, you know, all these small, small plastic um, things that... So they're, they're going to take all of them yeah. out and then put in eco-friendly... Yes, and putting some sort of a paper kind of thing. Mm. So even in, in their um, appliances, you know, they have a lot of appliances around. Maybe there's yeah. a TV set, you can buy it, and there's a box, and then maybe the TV actually, um, yes, there's some plastic in there. They're going to take out all the those plastics things. Plastics, and replace yes. them with really different yeah, replace them with yeah, paper or any other thing like that. So basically, that's what they're going to do. But there's some other story involving some scooter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, a thief. I heard the story. Mm, a mm. thief actually went to rob and then decided to use a scooter as his getaway vehicle. Can you imagine? I don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> what he was thinking. I really don't know what he was thinking. Wait, wait, wait. In which country was this? I, I see. Like, I no, just wonder. Let's find a country. On, and I'll on what on what scale you think mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm. can escape? No, the police officers <laughs> maybe, on the scooter. Maybe the police officers were using you know truck. I don't know. No, you know the truck, it's manpower. You know, so at least the scooter will use some motor stuff. Yeah, whatever anyway, it is. He anyway. probably thought he was Superman. So I think that's <laughs> ends, that ends the discussion. <laughs> but anyway, you can follow Farida on social media and on Twitter at, at Farida Shaibu. Yes, indeed. Make sure you follow her. And that will be all wrapping up for the show. Um, you can tune. You can actually get access to the SoundCloud and um, the podcast of the show tomorrow. It will be available tomorrow morning if you want to take a second listen to the show. Um, but then, yes, yeah, big thank you to um, Kenny Ribeiro for um, joining us on the show today to uh, Mr. Entry to Jeffrey to Farida for your contributions on the show and um, yeah to all of you for sending your messages in and your, your questions and everything really really appreciate your time on the show today my name is Philip Sean till next week do stay techy Intro